Good evening and welcome to 48 Shades of Football, Korea's premier English language football podcast. Uh, I'm joined tonight by, uh, you'll never guess who, listeners. Me, Mark. Special guest, Mark. Again. Why can't I get a transfer to another club and another podcast? Well, I did hear rumours you'll be going back to Scotland soon, in, in pursuit of the 36,001 that Stevie embezzled. Yes, yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. Although I'm assuming you're probably going to pay more than that for your airfare, so I question whether it's worth it. It probably isn't, but then I'm hoping I can get that Korean credit card instalment thing to work. Although I did go today to get the flights and it didn't work, but anyway, we'll see if I can get it sorted tomorrow. So yeah, yeah. So, well, uh, Paul, what's the picking order? What's the the running order for tonight? There's no Mister and Mrs. competition this time. Did you enjoy the Mister and Mrs. one once I edited it all together? And yeah, that was pretty good. Although we did cook up the scores a little bit. We did completely mess up the scores, yeah. But then again, it wouldn't be a, a 48 Shades of Football podcast if we did mess up something. <laughs> like, for example, Lima Dos Santos. The, the guy that you'd never heard of and you thought was probably... <laughs> was probably absolutely shite. I've never heard of him. Turns out he spent three years at Benfica and scored 20 goals and 27 appearances in his first season. And got a couple of league, couple of league medals, a couple of... UEFA Cup loses, uh, Europa League loses medals, so... Yeah, and probably played for the Sporting Braga team that knocked Celtic out of the, <laughs> the Europa League as well. So he's probably actually got more, more medals than Paulinho did when he was in Europe, right? Yeah, so this guy obviously is actually pretty good. So it just shows you how much we know about, um, about Asian football, I guess. Now that we've bigged him up... I guess we'll go on to talk about in our first review the second leg of the Champions League final. We could mention maybe what the intro music was and why first. We should probably mention what the, the reason was between the outro music last week, which which got somehow amazingly not recorded. It got chewed up on the tape. <laughs> to become one by the Spice Girls. Uh, was for double reason. Uh, first reason was because either Daegu or Sanju, who were two, who could win the challenge, would become one, because only one can win. Uh, we'll talk about who that was later. But just for a, a spoiler alert, it was the army. Um, and uh, the other reason why we two become one, because Dejan, the, the miracle of Dejan, the dream was still alive. Uh, but they got relegated. Uh, so at that point, it was still two potential... People could, could be relegated, Dejon and Pusan, but after Dejon lost at the weekend, 2-0 um, at home to Incheon, uh, they got relegated. And have, in actual fact, been relegated or promoted in each of the last three seasons. As of Sangju. As of Sangju. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. By the way, Glenn's not dead. Glenn's not dead. For anyone who likes The Walking Dead, he amazingly fell away from a dustbin but managed to turn round in mid-air, land, pull someone on top of him and crawl into a dustbin. Under a, under a dustbin. Did he then stand up appealing for a penalty? <laughs> yes. Uh, so yeah, Glenn's not dead. Uh, Rick's an idiot. Uh, Lima's a good player. And this week's intro music? Uh, it was all about... Well, I don't want to give too many spoilers away at this stage, but it was all about bottling it. It was about bottling it, yes. So somebody's bottled it, whether that was Guangzhou in the Champions League, Tegu in the Challenge, or... Songnam in the Classic? Yeah. Uh, I guess we'll find out in the ne over the next 30 minutes or so, when we do all our reviews of those and those games and what happened. Lo lots of goals this week, weren't there? Uh, yeah, there was a lot of goals, especially in the Challenge. 
And then I know you excitedly texted me the other day saying that two referees have been done for yep. match fixing. So I guess it'll be the perfect time to do your rant on referees. It will be, and it will be done tonight. The K-League issued a statement so we can cover what you think about that. And there's also a couple of other things that they've released this week. We're getting to the, the end of the season, so they've got lots of stats coming out. Uh, we'll cover some of those, I guess. And then we'll get on to previewing this weekend's games. So it's the last round of the Classic. And this week's playoff as well. Yeah, we've got the first round of the Challenge playoffs on Wednesday. Um, I guess we'll preview it, although by the time the, the, the podcast actually gets released, it will have been done and dusted. And then the weekend's game, which will be quite difficult to preview because we only know one of the teams that's in it. So, But we'll, we'll do our best in true 48 Shades style. Yep. And obviously we'll preview the final, as you said, the final week of the Classic, where you'll be in Pohang and I'll be in Tanchon, I guess. Sure you don't want to go to Pohang? Ah, I can, I have to work. On Saturday? Yeah, I have to work all day Saturday and then I'm going to the fish market on, in the evening, don't ask. Matches on Sunday though? Yeah, but I'm not going to be down on Sunday and back up on Sunday. Besides, if I go to Tanchon, there's less chance of me actually spending the third out of four, the, the third Sunday out of four... Incoherently drunk. That's probably just as well because good friend of the podcast, good friends of the podcast, John and David from the embassy, are talking about making a weekend of it down in Poland. So I had a horrible feeling it would be you, me, and them for. <laughs> <laughs> Hatches have been buried in, in each other's heads. <laughs> anyway, shall we? Uh, Get on with the... Yeah, Negretti. Yep. Uh, start with the Champions League, I guess. Uh, just to recap, the first leg was in Dubai two weeks ago. Finished nil-nil. It did, yes. Uh, and on Korean player overseas watch, as we discussed, were both Koreans playing that game? Yeah, only one of them played the first leg, the guy for Al-Ali, Kwon Kyung-won, who we discovered had played for Chumbuk briefly before switching out to the Middle East. He had indeed, yes. Uh, and this, for the second leg... If we do our career and watch again, it seems like they both played. Yeah, yeah, Kim Young Kwan and Kwan Kyung Wan. Kwan Kyung Wan. Who I mentioned like 10 seconds ago. <laughs> it's a bit tough noise, yeah, for the same bloody name. So obviously, after the first leg, we thought Guangzhou had not slipped up, but we thought they probably should have done better away. But we are very, fairly confident that they were yeah. actually going to thrash Al Ali. In the uh, magnificent stadium that is theirs in Guangzhou. Yeah, I mean, like, nothing you draw away from home was probably a pretty good result. Not for the fans watching, but but definitely for the for uh, Guangzhou. I think we discussed how something like 9,000 have been at that game or something. Yeah. Whereas obviously uh, the Chinese government can shoot on a lot more Chinese into a Chinese stadium, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there was like 40, 43,000 almost, 42,500. Yeah. Pretty amazing crowd. Um, the, the, what I do find strange is that in Europe, it doesn't matter which two teams are playing in the Champions League final, <coughs> you know, they, it will be shown on UK TV. It will be shown on TV in pretty much every country. But yet, I don't believe this game was on TV. Uh, so even though it's the Asian Champions League final, because there's no Korean team, we don't show it, yeah? It was on one of the minor... One of the main sports channels? Yeah. One of the, the ones... JTPC or something? Like no, it was on K- KBS N Sports or something, which is like their... It's not even their proper sports yeah. channel, it's their minor sports channel, isn't it? And a lot of people don't have that. 
Yeah, so I mean, it was. Um, well, Paul, did you watch it? Did you get a chance to, to, to watch the game? Uh, I actually did not because, as I said, it, we were. Well, we were out drinking, weren't we? Yeah, we were out drinking, yeah. And it wasn't shown anywhere that we could. We were watching something else, weren't we? We were watching Man United Watford. Uh, at one point, yeah, that was on in the hidden cellar, yeah. To be honest, at that point in time, I think the game was over anyway, no? I think we got hidden cellar, I think. That was about 10. Uh, the game kicked off at 9pm Korean time, so. Okay, so we're still on. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, have a look at, at the stats. Uh, finished 1 0. Uh, Elkison. Uh, who I believe has become the, yeah, like one of the top goal scorers now. Um, got the goal just on 55 minutes. Looking at, it's interesting that basically Guangzhou had 61% possession. So obviously they probably should have converted that into a lot more than just a 1 0 victory. Interestingly, again, uh, Aladi had another man sent off, and it looks like it was another right back as well. This time, number two, Salmin Kamis. Bit of a. Uh, Problem position for, wasn't that? Seems to be, yeah. Uh, he was sent off in the 66th minute. I mean, it was already 1 0 to Guangzhou at that point, but I think that just confirmed that there was no way back for them. Uh, the referees for this one were, this time they were from um, West Asia. So we had, they were from Uzbekistan. So. I think the interesting th- thing for me there is that you mentioned that Guangzhou had a lot of possession. But actually, when it comes to shots on target, Al Ali had three, and Guangzhou only had one, which was presumably the goal. Yeah. So. So it didn't seem as if they were doing much with their possession, although they did have six wide, I guess. Yeah. So maybe they were just maybe maybe it was the Korean who was shooting all the time. <laughs> or maybe it was uh, Goulart who and Paulinho who you have heard of who were sh- shooting wide while Lima was getting them on target. Yeah. Could be. So, twice in two years for Guangzhou Evergrande. That's three in a row for East, Euro- uh, East Asia. Yep. Guangzhou against Seoul. Western Sydney Wanderers against... Uh, Saudi team. Saudi team. Al-Itihad, was it? Yeah, Al-Itihad, I think. And then this time, yeah, uh, Guangzhou. I mean, with the money Guangzhou have, it's not surprising that they, they get in the latter stages. Um, and I think Korean teams... Don't, I don't think that they're performing quite as well as they used to. Um, I mean, I think this year was the first time in five years that there was no Korean team in the semi-final. Um, I mean, Seoul, who have kind of been the best Korean team in ACL in the last couple of years, you know, it's been like final three years ago, semi-final last year, quarter-final this year. So they got knocked out in the... Ah, I guess that was jumping in the quarter, actually, yeah. so it was even further... Oh, well, I mean, that means next year they won't get to the group stages then. <laughs> At least they've gotten it, so... Well, that brings us on nicely then, doesn't it? No, I mean, just before... <laughs> let's just wrap up this. Uh, as uh, you might remember, a uh, good friend of the podcast, Gary's now living in Guangzhou, mm-hmm. and he said he was going to try and leverage his podcast connections to blag a free ticket to the final, or a press pass. Uh, and I actually texted him earlier, asked him what the game was like, and he said... Here is his quote. Nope. <laughs> Wasn't willing to pay 200 quid for the ticket, and your podcast not famous enough to get me a free one. <laughs> <laughs> I did watch it on TV, though, and the UAE team were enjoyably petulant. They were enjoyably petulant? Yep. That's a very, that's a very interesting description. Yep. 
But I mean, I think that's something I believe that we've talked about uh, in the past as well, is that, yeah, I mean, the, the, the Western Asian teams do seem to kind of like get a lot of cards, like do seem to like get involved in a lot of fouls and a lot of hassle, a lot of trouble, and do seem to do their fair, their, their fair share of diving as well. There's a, there's a phrase the Koreans use to describe like Iranian Saudi teams, which is chimdechukul, so bed football, which means as soon as, soon as they go into the league, they start. It's basically their time wasting, right? As soon as they yeah. get into the league, they sort of start falling over, getting cramps, and yeah. staying down. He's just texting me a very brief match report. He said the match itself was pretty even. Couldn't tell Guangzhou was such strong favourites, and Ali Al Ali had several chances, but the only moment of class from Elkson won it, which I guess the goal. Yeah, I guess it was the goal. Yeah, which was about right. Yeah. Yeah. Then with 20 minutes left, Al Ali's right back stamped on someone, rightly got a red card, and then went mental. It took three guys to physically wrestle him off the pitch. That's what won a Thursday party. Remember, this is all from an anonymous source. <laughs> Oops. Oops. Maybe you just sent that text first, Gary, uh, and, not, and not third. Luckily, uh, he can't listen to the podcast at the minute behind the Great Firewall of China, so... So he will find out that we've said his name until he comes up here for Christmas. Yeah, apparently. Apparently there's a, a massive audience of one point however many billion that we're not reaching because of... Just our, our content is just too controversial for China. Which is a kind of shame. Because uh, obviously they would be loving listening to us talk about Korean football. I know the time that Kelly came on here, she was like so proud and she's going to give a link to her mum to listen to, so, oh well. The only thing else to add about the game is the fact that I read, uh, I read somewhere on Twitter that apparently on the day of the game, uh, Evergrande changed their sponsor without letting, I think their current, their sponsor was Nissan, as far as I'm aware, uh, and on, on the day of the game they sent Nissan a letter saying, today uh, you will not be the sponsors in, in the final viewed by the millions of China, and they swapped it. I have no idea who, who they swapped it to. My Chinese is not as good as my Korean, unfortunately. Um, but I know that they swapped it on the day of the game, and it's because a bit of a big fuss. Um, I'm sure you can follow that more on Twitter. I'm sure I'll be getting more and more all through Twitter during the week. But I'm sure they consulted with their corporate lawyers, etc., etc., and they'll get away with it. So. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm sure they have a bit of money that they're probably given to either our company or whatever, yeah. I mean, I'm sure they'll get away with it. It's Evergrande, after all. Right, should we move on? We should move on, yes. Otherwise, we're going to be here till midnight, aren't we? Yep. Right. K-League Challenge. It was round 44. The long, hard slog to the championship or the playoffs is over. Should we find out who made it and who didn't? Yep, so who's, who's bottle crashed and who's, who, who's on the Macaulay? Um, well, I, I guess um, the first thing to say is that well, I get, the game that mattered was, was uh, Daegu against Buchan. They, they, they knew exactly what they had to do. They were at home, or they, they had home advantage to do it. Um, we didn't take in any games due to a, a, a lack of ability to like, get home early on, on, on Saturday night. Uh, so we, we made our debut on Saturday night, so... Yeah, yeah. Although I did, I did watch uh, Pohang Suwon, and I think I may have disturbed my neighbours when I was screaming at the, at the game. But anyway, so we can. But that was we'll talk about that in the classic. So I guess yeah, the, yeah, the big one as I said was Daegu Buchan. 
had Daegu got a, a victory, they would have uh, they would have won the league. Come up, um, I think they were probably everyone's every neutral's choice purely because the Army team will just you'll, you'll back down again next season. There's yeah. no doubt they'll, yeah. they'll they'll sit at the bottom of the table and they'll go back down. And they'll lose half the players and lose half the games. If it's like last year, they'll just take ten points off Seoul and no, no points off anybody else. Yeah. So, um, so yep. But unfortunately, football isn't played on paper. Football isn't played uh, for fans, basically. Uh, and yeah, Daegu finished. Finished. Daegu won. Butchon won. Uh, the Piranha. Rodrigo uh, scored the first goal. Uh, scored the opening goal for Butchon. And then I'm assuming countryman Leo Jemi, who it seems to be another Brazilian that's just popped up that I've never heard of. <laughs> Which, when we click on, will tell us he's scored, he's played 30 games this season. Oops. Obviously, uh, Diego's main striker has been Jonathan. So Leo Jemi has kind of been in his shadow all, all season, kicking off past by unnoticed. But yeah, he's played 37 games, notched up five goals, I think. But yeah, I, I guess people don't really think about him as much because of Jonathan, yeah? Yeah, you think Jonathan will stick around next season? He's come out and said, he's come out and rubbish reports that he was moving to uh, Qatar. He said he wants to stay in Korea, he enjoys living in Korea, enjoys playing for Daegu. I guess now that Daegu are in the playoffs and are not in are, are not so automatic promotion, we'll see if he changes his, his mind. Um, but looking at it, yeah, Diego now, obviously that draw, they finished second, so as we said, yet Sanji will be up. If they'd have won any of their last four games, they would have been promoted. Yeah. But they got two draws and a loss, so that's why we had three three green bottles hanging on the wall, and all crashing and falling. Yeah. What's interesting as well is it was 13,000 at the stadium, so their big crowd of 20,000 this season, which was un- unexplained. On day one, uh, day, day, day well, one, I think. Round two, wasn't it, for round them? Two, but, yeah. yeah. Um, it was kind of almost matched by, by 13,000, who I guess went there hoping to see the team clinch the title and, and blow it, crash, but what? Yeah. Same as, yeah. Uh, the other games, as Paul said at the beginning, a, a lot of high scoring games. Uh, Go Yang Chongju we predicted to be and a no boring draw. nothing no draw and it had seven goals and it was for three minutes <laughs> yeah yeah. Uh, it finished Go Yang 2 Chongju 5 um, <laughs> it had to be predicted it had to be like uh, it's just a poor game yeah hat trick by ex-podcast host Stevie's favourite Cho Suk Jae yep interestingly uh, Go Yang's two goals were both penalties scored by Kim Yoo Sung in 18 minutes and 60 minutes, and then Goyang had a man sent off uh, with five minutes left, and Hyungchik. I actually tried to get highlights of this game on YouTube, but they're not up yet, I think. Yeah. At least I couldn't find any. But sounds, obviously, I mean, looks like it was a, reads like it was a pretty, a pretty amazing game. Uh, next up was Ansan v Anyang. I think we predicted this would be and I, w- I think we said that this would be in a way victory for, for Anyang. Yeah. Uh, we called this one right, 2-1. Again, another red card. This time for, for the police, uh, Bae Sung Jun, getting red carded in 77 minutes. At that point, I was already 2-1, so probably not, not a game changer. 
Yep. Sole player on the short score sheet there, Kang Sung Jo. Some guy who's basically useless that they brought from Kyungnam. Uh, played one year and then went to the police. So. You think he'll come back a better player? Well, if he's scored one goal, he's done more than he ever did for Seoul. So. <laughs> I guess, okay, I guess he goes back better then. Uh, the game which I did think about going to until you invited me out for a beer on Saturday was Suwon against Kyungnam. Um, not yeah, I've not seen Su Suwon play yet, so I, I wanted to see what they were like, but yeah, didn't make it. And looks like I missed a pretty decent game there as well. Yeah, they finished. They finished the season pretty strongly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they had the chance at one point of. Um, Maybe Pipping Sangju, but then I guess that I saw them draw up with John. Um, which they were pretty poor, to be perfectly honest. So they're only two points off top spot, although their goal difference was quite significantly less. Yeah. So, but you, you consider the fact that in the last five games they've lost two and drawn one. So my point about them finishing strong was a lot of crap. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, I mean they've drawn. I mean had they turned. Uh, the same as you said about, about Daegu had Daegu won any of their last four games um, they would have won the league had Suwon won two of the two more in the last five or just had those as draws or something blah 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 yeah. so I think Sangju have won it but the other teams probably should have and could have uh, pipped them I think. it's a bit like Chumbuk isn't it in the, in yeah. the classic yeah um, and then I think the last game was uh, Gangwon versus Eland. Um, we are, will be talking to Dan Harris uh, maybe after the playoffs are finished. We'll try and have an interview with him, get him on the show. Um, but again, Eland have finished pretty poorly. They, they started slowly. They had that amazing burst of form where like uh, Jim and Q was scoring for fun. Um, then they just, with as we've discussed several times, with their their squads, with their money, they should have really finished better than fourth. And I guess we'll find out where it's all went wrong when we talk to Dan. I did actually watch this game on YouTube. Um, There's some really good goals scored. Unfortunately, the, uh, the commentators completely cocked up. The, the commentary was out of sync with the picture, so didn't make any sense what they were saying okay. and they missed one of the goals so but yeah so it finished we should probably see the score then I don't think we did that did we? no it was 4-all uh, yep so gang 1-4 Elan 4 uh, good, good for Elan to see Jim and Gu back in the score sheet especially with the playoff coming up yep um, and yeah Henan who we'd never heard of until last week uh, scored the fourth goal for gang 1 which made it 4-2 and then Elan fought back and, and, and levelled it four weeks. Yep. Uh, a couple of penalties there. Both dispatched with a plum. The, the Elan penalty was blasted into the net and the uh, Kangwon penalty to equalise was one of those little chips after sending the goalie the wrong way. Ah, uh, Paneka. Apelo. Yep. yep. No, that's sweet. So how, how does that leave the table, Paul? Do you want to give us like the rundown of the table then and, and, and explain the playoff because I'm confused. Okay, so Sangju 
got automatic promotion. They finished top of the tree with 67 points and a goal difference of plus 20. Tegu had the same points, same goal difference, but they'd scored less goals, so uh, they go straight into round two of the playoffs. Uh, round one, which will be played this Wednesday, is, will be between Suwon, who finished third on 65 points, and Eland, who finished fourth on 61 points. Uh, it's a one-off game at Suwon uh, this Wednesday. So the way it's played is that fourth plays third at third's home? Yep, and, and third then plays second at second's home. Okay. And then the, the second plays Pusan, who are 11th in the classic, home and away. Home and away, yeah. Uh, with the first leg at home, I believe. Okay. So, if we were to see... A sole, a sole, uh, a sole derby next season. Ireland are going to have to do it the hard way, then, yeah. They're going to have to beat Suwon in Suwon, beat Daegu in Daegu, and then win over two legs against Busan. Yeah. If we go to see a Suwon derby next season, I guess Suwon have it a little bit easier because they have a home match against Ireland. Uh, then they're, they're away to Daegu and then home and away to Busan. And if what we all want to see is, is Daegu back in the Back in the classic, but when I say we all, I mean me. Um, you probably don't really give a shit. I don't know. I mean, again, Tegu, they've got those those two big crowds, one at the beginning of the yeah. season, one at the end, so it proves they can get the crowds in, but Tegu are generally renowned for playing in a massive 65,000-seater yeah. stadium in front of about 200 people, so I don't know. I, I, I think for me, it would be interesting to see what Elan did if they got up i.e. would they keep that temporary stand, would they move home, would they have to move somewhere else, would they, you know, would they try and put in another stand, like maybe one behind the goals as well, try and get more fans in, um, so it'll be interesting to see what what they would do, but I think, to be honest, I think it's going to be a little bit just too much for them, I think, having to go away to Suwon, away to Daegu, and then play Pusan, probably putting Pusan over two legs is the easiest of the rounds for, for all the teams to be honest yeah uh, I'm not having a good season at all you think in the case of Suwon if they don't do it this year you, you think it might be their only chance right I mean presumably Eland will be strong next season yeah and Tego have been playing nicely so you, you'd imagine they'll, they'll be there or thereabouts next season as well provided they can keep Jonathan yeah but Suwon and Pusan coming down Dejon coming down I mean and Dejan romped it last year. We'd be interested to see if they came down and romped it again this year or next year. So yeah, you would imagine that this could probably be Suwon's uh, best chance. They're at home on Wednesday. Are you going to go, Paul? Um, I might do. I don't have anything planned for that night, so if I can find someone to go along there with me. So maybe I'll ask a good friend of the podcast, Alistair. Uh, I would have gone definitely, but unfortunately, uh, I have a I have a meeting and then the ubiquitous uh, team dinner afterwards. Just just before we wrap up the uh, review of the challenge, uh, the interesting that, that for me that I did pick up from the commentary of the match was that the guy said that, that the Elan team was quite changed, so a lot of their regulars weren't playing. And if I look at the uh, the team sheet, there do seem to be lots of high numbers among the. Yeah, definitely. No Glory. Nope. No Tarabai. Nope. No Johnson. Nope. No... So Tarabai, Jimingyu. Jimingyu on the bench. Yep. Kim Jae-sung was on the bench. Cho Won-hee was on the bench. 
Wow. So he basically went with like, I probably was there. I mean, he, he, he brought them on. I mean, he, he brought um, Kim Jae-sung and Jimin Gyu on. So that this, and Tarabai on. This, this substitution in 39 minutes was, there were two players who got a massive clash of heads and they were both bleeding. So I guess that's why this guy went off here, Che Chi Won. And then... But Which yeah. I guess resulted maybe in... We've seen the... Han Suk Jong, who scored two goals, also came on. He came on the 17th minute for Yi Dong Jae. For... Uh, Gang Won. Uh, yeah, they didn't show that. Okay. But yeah, so, so I mean... Brave... Decision to, I mean, I, I mean, I guess there was nothing to play for, so maybe he was just giving them a bit of a run out. Uh, they couldn't finish fifth, they could have finished third, I guess, and had the home match. They, well, uh, no, they, couldn't. they could have if Suwon hadn't won. Suwon hadn't won. I guess, I guess their fate was out of their hands, so maybe he's. I don't know what he was thinking. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, an unusual team, shall we say. So you can probably imagine that that's not going to be even close to the team that's going to play on Wednesday night, yeah? Maybe he was wrestling for the playoff. I mean, Glory wasn't even in the on the bench. Nor was... Nor was Johnson. Uh, jo- uh, or Mitchell. 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 Neither Mitchell, Johnson, nor Glory were on the bench, so... So, yeah. Hmm. If only Stevie was here to give us a bit more insight about this, because about which ones are a Russian? Uh, sorry, a Russian? <laughs> which one of them are uh, Japanese G2, and which ones are the university kids? Yeah. I mean, I suppose if we'd had the, if we could have been asked, we could have gone through and seen how many. Could have done, but nah. Take me to the classic. Get Marky Boy home for The Walking Dead. You've watched it already. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it again in Korean with like. Cigarettes and knives all blurred out. <laughs> Completely pointless. But yes, listeners, if you really want, to, if you really want to know, you can go onto Soccerway and look it up. Right, that's 44 rounds of the regular season done. Uh, I would have to say that it's lived up to its name. It's been challenging. Yeah, definitely. For us to watch, because we're not great fans of the challenge, are we? I mean, I've, I've been a few games. I've been a few games last season. Uh, Sue Won, Buchan, but I wouldn't put myself. I, I, I mean, I wouldn't put myself out there as a as a challenge aficionado. Obviously, Stevie, the glory hunter that he was, wanted to be the first foreigner and then try strong got all the games and annoyed the hell out of the players and the managers of opposing teams as well as his own. Uh, he he really was, you know, like the kind of K League expert. Uh, sorry, the K League challenge expert. Yeah. But yeah, I think, I mean, it, it's been interesting. It's been interesting watching the um, Elan story. It's not over yet, as we discussed. Uh, in At least three days to go. Yep. And we will take you all the way through the playoffs. Well, we won't actually take you through. I'll be sitting in a restaurant drinking soju and Paul will only go for someone to go with. But uh, we'll talk to you about them next week anyway. Tell Alistair I'll drive him down on Wednesday. Then we'll know a little bit more about the fate of... Uh, of Eland and and everyone's favourite Scottish manager in Korea. And if and when it does end, we'll do a review about whether we think the uh, the, the powers that be at Eland will be satisfied with the way the season's gone, or whether they'll be disappointed. Yeah, I mean, looking at that now, they, I guess probably like, their minimum expectation was to make the playoff. 
they've achieved it. If he was playing Football Manager 2015, he would be getting a pat on the back from the board. Um, I'm assuming that was like uh, in their dreams they probably wanted to win it first time. But I think, I mean, I think they've got to be reasonably happy with how it's gone uh, up till now. Obviously, if they if they get pumped by Suwon or by Daegu, Dan might not come on. But um, you know, like, it may be a different a different kettle of fish, a different story then. But you've got to imagine they've reached their their expectations. I guess it's a yeah, pretty good job, but could do a little bit better. Yeah, not quite living up to potential. Yeah. All right, onto the classic then. Onto the classic, which is why it's called the classic. Where we do know a little bit more, just a little bit. A little bit. Okay, where should we start? Start with the relegation group as usual. Uh, yeah, sounds good. Uh, did you watch any of the matches? I did not. No, uh, unfortunately, I was. Well, I, well, on the Saturday I was watching the Songnam match. I was working when the when the Dejan match kicked off, and then I watched the Songnam. Uh, and then on Sunday I was watching uh, Suwon Pohang. So, matches which you did watch, we'll cover in a minute. Let's let's cover the matches you didn't watch. On the Saturday, uh, Taejon's last hope to have any hope of avoiding relegation. They needed to win against Incheon at home. And hope Pusan lost. And hope Pusan lost. Uh, what happened? Uh, they lost 2-0. Okay. So, I know, yeah, so yeah, another bottle crashing. Yep. They've done well, Dejon. I mean, they, they won the first two matches in the group. They got the medical Dejon back on track. Uh, Pusan hadn't won anything. They did lost their first two matches and drawn. Uh, so, the, the, the medical was still there, but uh, I guess not anymore. Yeah, I mean... It would have been a pretty amazing miracle if it had actually come true. It would have been, yeah. They did well to keep us going as long as it did to the penultimate game. But yeah, I, I actually watched parts of this game. So Te, uh, Incheon took the lead after 12 minutes, and it was a d defensive disaster for Tejon. So the Incheon guy was running towards the area, dribbling the ball, and he was being chased by one Tejon defender. And then there was another Tejon defender in the defensive line who came out to intercept. And the two Taejon guys basically took each other out and let the Incheon guy run on and score. So I bet like uh, Jeju's winning goal against FC Seoul. When we went there, I bet the old kind of Keystone Cup stuff. Yeah, it was a real Benny Hill goal. Um, it, 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 well, he took it well and the goal didn't even react, so... But yeah. It was a Benny Hill goal because it was a pair of tits. <laughs> yeah, the two defenders. <laughs> yeah, I mean... That one stays in because that made sense. <laughs> I mean, Tejon looked really poor, and they seemed to go from defensive disaster to defensive disaster. The goalie kept them in it most of the game, and then three minutes before the end, Incheon's Japanese player uh, popped up. The ball broke him on the edge of the area, and he kind of flipped up and then shot. And I, I assume by the way the defense, by the way the goalie dived. In the opposite direction to where the ball went, it must have deflected off a defender into the net. Wrong footing the goalie, but. Please don't mention deflections, please. So he's, uh, he's Tomoko, Tomoki Wada, um, who. He's, he's only 21, yeah? Yep. Came from Visel Kobe. And he's serious anyway, he's 57 kilos. Uh, yeah, he could double as a Korean air flight attendant. 
Very close season. Probably not tall enough for that, was he? Probably not. Looking at his stats, he's not played that often. Yeah, looks like he's made. He's been on the pitch maybe 31 minutes, only three times on the bench as well. But of course, came on and um, Saturday and got the winning goal. Winning goal on 87 minutes, but the drama wasn't over because in the 89th minute, one of the uh, Tejon guys clattered into Kevin Orris, who was playing quite far up front this in this match. And when the ref didn't give a foul, he just sort of waved play on. Kevin gave him a mouthful of abuse, so he got, earned himself a yellow card. And obviously still feeling the hurt with that, because a minute later he uh, clattered into a Tejon player and got himself a, a second yellow and a red. So he'd been quite quite physical all game. I mean, that is his game. I mean, he, he, he does tend to... I mean, he... he he is a skillful player. I'm, I'm a big fan of him. Well, not a big fan, but I, I, I do like him. I do think he could bring something to, you know, a, a better team than Inchon. Uh But he does have a bit of a physical edge to his game. Personally, I'm not sure the second challenge was worthy of a, a second yellow. It was a heavy challenge, but it didn't look that bad. I mean, I think it's a kind of challenge where. Probably back in the UK, the referee would give a yellow mm. if he didn't have a yellow, but he wouldn't give him the second yellow. Yeah, he'd let him. He sort of give him a final warning. The other thing Kevin did during this game is he, uh, one of must have been Inchon's right winger, swung in a beautiful cross, and Kevin headed it, and it bounced onto the crossbar, bounced up, and then bounced back down onto the crossbar. So he hit the crossbar twice in ten seconds, well, three seconds actually. That's pretty. I like how you managed to describe that this time as opposed to just went bang bang or something, yeah. But I actually like used some English. It was good. We're improving. Well we're talking about crossbars, uh, slightly off topic, but did you see the, fa- the the video going around on Facebook of Eric Cantona hitting a rugby crossbar from the twenty two yard line? No, I haven't no. from a kick. So he was playing some kind of charity rugby game and they challenged him to hit the cro- to hit the uh, crossbar of the, the rugby post from the twenty two yard line and he did. So I'll never look at that. You should. It's uh, somewhere on Facebook. I'm probably text you off Facebook right now. Anyway. Um, okay, so that was the only game in the relegation group on Saturday. Uh, there was two games on a Sunday. Uh, I guess we had Guangzhou at home to Usan and Busan at home to Jonam. And Stevie's favourite. Croatian scored for Ulsan. Yep, Kovacic. Kovacic. Uh, to give them a 1 0 win against Kwangju. So. This is kind of. Ulsan, that's three in a row now. They're unbeaten since the split. And it's just kind of. I think Ulsan are beginning to show at the wrong time of the season that they really are a, a top six team and they really should have been in the top six. They're far too good to be in amongst the dross at the bottom, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I guess we probably don't have a, won't have enough time to talk about this today, but they made announcements this week for Players of the Year. So there's three main Players of the Year, Young Players of the Year, and then there's Players of the Year for each position. So the Wookiee is one of the, the three contenders for Player of the Year. Do you have any f- initial thoughts about that? Yeah, he shouldn't win it. You'd give it to... I'd give it to the caretaker. Or I give it the guy that, that slops out the latrines afterwards. <laughs> uh, I, I, I just don't rate the rookie. And if you're listening, 
Chinook, I apologise. I, I mean, I know you probably are a good player on like FIFA or something, but personally, you try too hard for me. You, you just uh, cheesed off because you didn't get your free hug the other week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I, I don't. I think he's been given enough chances now to be, you know, like, to kind of showcase his talents in the in the national team, and he pretty much he, he like, every time he plays, the national team just lumps in cross after cross after cross after cross. He, he did he did nothing in the East Asian Cup. Um, he was injured for the Asian Games. I just I, I just don't rate him anymore as a player. I, I think he should have. Realise his potential by now, and I don't know if it's laziness, bad luck, um, but he's not going to get the move away to any any good European team anytime soon. So to quote a fam- famous journalist, you think next year it'll be the snow in Suwon rather than the sun in Southampton? I do indeed, I do indeed. And if you want to know who that famous journalist is, you have to buy Groove magazine this mo- next month. Isn't it free? Yeah, but buy it anyway, yeah? Yeah, you can buy it through us. <laughs> you can buy it through us. You'll sell it to you, no problem. 10,001 on a, a postal order to, to the usual address. <laughs> right, the third game in the group was Pusan versus Chunnam. Um, I do believe I watched the goals for this on the news, sports news yesterday, but I can't remember anything about them. It finished one all, which made any win by Tejon would have been academic. But yep, but they couldn't win anyway. Um, yeah, John Am again, um, but another team that's kind of not exactly um, showing why they should have been in the top six. I think they, they kind of they're bottle crashing uh, kind of t- towards the end of the season. It's been evident. Exact same as last year. They just uh, they Started off strongly, ran out of steam, yeah. missed out, just missed out on the playoffs, and imploded basically. Yeah, and then just like, yeah, just to play through the games. Um, you think if they'd have made the top six, they'd have had the uh, the enthusiasm and done done a bit better, or you think they'd have basically got pumped five times? Uh, I think they probably get pumped probably four times. I'm not sure so now we're capable of pumping anyone right now. Uh, I guess we'll talk about that in just about a second. Yeah, uh, good news for them is they've re-signed Stevo and Orsic. Yeah, I think that's a big one. Like Orsic was the guy because like, you know, I think we talked about this at the time that we hoped he would. He had said he was he was going to sign with an Asian team for, for a million be, dollars. Yeah, so we assumed it wouldn't be John Nam. Yeah, so we hoped it would be a Korean team. Uh, we thought it was probably going to be uh, Pohang. Or John Book, but probably Pohang because they they're supposed to buy Costco. I almost said Costco there, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, it turns out he's signed for John Am again, which is a huge thing for them and for their fans. He's probably been one of their their key player for the year, hasn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah, he's a good player. Um, I'm 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 happy to see him stay in in, in Korea for a, another year at least. All right, should we move on to the top the top group? The group that mattered up until roughly around um, 4.35, I think. 
you know, thinking about it, we did promise to do your ref on rant, your rant on referees today, but I think you've got a, probably got a better rant to do about the guy that scored for John Book. Yeah, yep, definitely. So, okay. We'll, we'll do both and I'll decide which one to include. Sounds good. So, yeah, I mean, as everyone knows, I'm a Songnam fan. Um, Songnam, like, I guess, kind of punched above their weight. You get into the, the top six in the first place. Like, they were, I mean, at one point, sitting, what, third in the league? Yep. And then since the split, I've just been woeful. Uh, losing in the last minute to Seoul at home, drawing nothing east with Suwon, drawing nothing east with Pohang. But they were, because of how bad Suwon were, they were still in with a chance of getting a top six if they had, uh, sorry, getting an ACL spot, if they won their two games and Suwon lost their two games. Um, and for nine minutes, it looked like that was going to happen. Yep. Uh, Wang Yi Joe with a, a world class, absolute world class goal. Picked the ball up in the edge of the box. He'd done it three or four times, and I kind of rolled my eyes thinking he was going to be greedy again and not pass it. He picked it up, cut inside, and curled a like, shot right into the top, the, the, the top faraway corner. It was a sweet, sweet goal. It was, yeah, I mean, it was brilliant, absolutely. And it's what he's capable of doing, but just not frequently but, enough. But does it offset the uh, the four or five hideous misses that he had in, no. in the previous 80 minutes? No, that's the thing. Unfortunately, it doesn't. Well, I mean, it does because he scores a goal, right? Uh, and if he scores one goal per game, then yeah, that's brilliant. But, but he seems incapable of sticking in the simple chances. Yeah. I mean, in the first half, he two free headers. Well, I mean, one was a free header. Yeah. One he did get headed into when he was trying to head the second one. But still, um, the first one was a free header. Before that, he came running down the wing and with his blinkers on and, had, and hadn't seen Nam Jun Jae uh, in the box. Didn't square it. Um, so, he's a frustrating player to watch. I think he, he's capable of scoring world-class goals that we saw. You know, he scored a couple in the ACL. He scored that brilliant goal in, in the one-each draw with um, Seoul at Tanchan. Just yeah. after part, Chu Young scored. Did, did he not score at Sangam as well in the first, first match of the season? Uh, yeah, it was a header. Or, 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 yeah, he scored the first one as well. Um, I mean, brilliant. He, he, he does score these brilliant goals. Talking about that goal might have been brilliant. I'm unsure what to call the cheating John Book goal, but anyway. Well, not cheating. Oh, no, not the goal wasn't cheating, just the cheating John Book. He can hold, what, like, he can hold dive twice in, in the match. They got away with both of them. I mean, not away with them. He didn't get a penalty, but he didn't get booked either. Um, so yeah, like with eight minutes to go and with everything looking rosy and uh, it almost making sure that I went down to Suwon to watch them lose to Pohang the next day, which is what was all going through my head. Um, I can't believe it. I mean, I think it was Saw so, so, so Sangmin, number 22. Uh, he, he, I mean, he does some really good work in the box. He makes himself, or he creates the, the chance. He picks the ball up. He jinks past two, two Songnam players. Songnam players probably should have done better, to be honest. Definitely. They, they should at the very least force them out, out further wide instead of like let them run past them. They kind of lunged in and let him yeah. ride by, didn't yeah. they? He then hits a strike that's going nowhere. Uh, I mean, actually, it's no because it's going straight to Park Chung Hyuk's hands, who has it definitely covered. And uh, was it... I don't know who the Songnam player was. It wasn't Yoon Young Sun. It was maybe... Uh, I don't know who it was. Anyway, stuck a foot out. 
to kind of try and block it. Instead of blocking it, it deflected right off his foot, uh, wrong foot in parking goals and and hitting the back of the net and therefore ruining the ACL chances. So ran away and as every you know truthful, honest uh, attacker does, he turns around to the, the John Boot fans and starts making a Paolo Di Canio-esque look at my number, I'm the hero uh, goal celebration. It wasn't his goal, it was a deflection. Everyone in, the, everyone in the world could see, or not the world, but anyway, could see it was a deflection instead. Yeah, he goes and takes all the glory for it, yeah. Well, I guess everyone in, the, everyone in Korea could see and everyone in Vietnam could see, because apparently this match was screened live in Vietnam. Yeah, so it was, yeah. Just not quite sure why that would be. I think they had, uh, they're trying to set up some kind of MOU between the <coughs> Vietnamese Football Federation and the Korean Football Federation oh, okay. to develop the Viet- Vietnamese League. So they had the, some guests from the, v- the VFA at the match. Um, I mean, it, I, I don't think... I think Songnam probably deserved to take the three points from the game. I think they created more chances. Uh, they had more possession up until about the last ten minutes. Uh, but there was still time for uh, Park, Park Yong-ji to go clean through, one-on-one with the goalkeeper. Uh, and, yeah, just, just, just before you give the... Just before you give the uh, conclusion, let me guess. After the only time I've seen him play this season was when he scored that brilliant goal, a goal against Seoul. So I can only assume one on one with the Chomba keeper that he uh, flipped up and then did a reverse bicycle scorpion kick over his head and into the top corner. Uh, I think that's what he was thinking and he said, and I think that's what he was trying to do. But instead, he sloughed it yeah. uh, straight at the goalkeeper, uh, who made probably the, the, the easiest block of his career. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and the ball trundled away, and with it trundled away Songnam's ACL hopes. I think when he scored that goal against Seoul, you said at the time it was a world class goal, and yeah. I said, yeah, and he'll probably never do it again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he was we, we've been proven right. We've both yeah. been proven right. Um, I think, I, I mean, we'll talk about it once the season's over, like once it's finished. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm still trying to come. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out whether this has been a successful season for Songnam or not. Uh, you know, being in the top championship group, um, getting to the last 16, sorry, uh, getting out of the group stages of the ACL, yes, you would have to say they were not predicted before the season started. So, yeah, yeah it's got to be seen as a success. Yeah. But, but when you've come so close, uh, and ended up going away with absolutely nothing, like crashing out of the, the FA Cup to an Osan team that at that point in time were, were having an absolute mare of a season. Yep. Uh, and then being so close to being third and finishing, well, I mean, they're going to finish fifth because the judge is so far behind, but yeah, it's kind of, it's been disappointing, I think. And the manner of it has been really bad as well, yeah. So I'm sure. I'll either blog or podcast my my feelings on the season once it's over. Yeah. Or both. But right now, yeah, not not particularly happy. Uh, the other game you saw on Sunday. Yeah, so one, uh, Pohan. Like um, this was a game I was going to go to, it, but uh, I made my debut in debut, uh, and unfortunately, uh, I think I, I woke up at. One o'clock, um, some 55 minutes before the game started. So it wasn't going to be a big get there. Uh, again, I was. Just, uh, I, I think it, it, it finished 2-1 to 2-1. Um, 2-1 
started the match pretty poor. Um, Pohang took the lead after seven minutes. Yeah. And that was making the previous day's result even more frustrating. Uh, but then second half, complete difference. So one came out second half and they, they pumped Pohang for pretty much 40 minutes. Uh, Wonder Kid, Kwon Chang Hoon, scored the equaliser before Cho Sung Jin made it 2-1. And both set up by Yom Ki Hoon, right? Yep, both set up by Yom Ki Hoon. So I saw two really good left foot crosses. Yeah. So he's definitely going to be one of the players of the season. Although. I assume it'll end up going to a striker that's bagged a bunch of goals rather than... I mean, he, he started the season really well and there was a little bit of a lull uh, but then he's, he, he's kind of finished it strongly as well and I think it's been him, it's been his start to the season and Chong Tae Se his goals in the first half of the season that have kept Su Wan in the, in the position that they're in so in his post-match interview, the uh, Suwon manager, saw Jong Won, said, uh, "We've been the second for most of the season. Last couple of weeks, we've given it up to Pohang, but now I think we're back where we belong." Do you agree with that? Do you think they're the second best team in the, no. in the league this year? No, I think Pohang. No. Uh, I mean, I've, I've seen Suwon several times. I've seen them f- four times against Songnam, three against Seoul, I think. Uh, Against, I've seen them against a couple of ACL games. Um, I, I, don't, I, don't, I haven't been impressed by them at all. Except the, what, the one game when they destroyed Seoul. But that was more about Seoul's ineptitude rather yeah. than Suwon's brilliance, wasn't it? And they, they were resilient when they came back against Uraba Reds. It went 2 1. But they were woeful when they, in the opening game against Pohang. Uh, against Songnam, Songnam had beaten them, drawn with them. It, you know, I mean, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I don't think they're, they're the second best team. You think Yom Ki-hoon could be uh, attractive to somewhere, some team somewhere? I think he's too old now. Isn't he like, I'm not quite sure exactly how, how old he is, but like 29, 28, 30, something like So I, I don't really know if he's going to really have the kind of the market value of making a move. I think... Kwon Chang-hoon is definitely going to move. I would be surprised if, if, if he moved in the, in the close season. Um, and then the, the final game, Paul, was uh, your, your team's... Did you go? No. I... I checked out the flights that they, that they were 95,001. Yeah. I came close until I saw them at 95,001. <laughs> no, I didn't go this time. Um... Uh, I watched most of it on TV and I'm pretty glad I didn't because Seoul were really, really poor. Yeah. They just... After the, the scintillating counter-attacks they had against Seoul in the previous game, bursting that, bursting at speed and, and taking on the Seoul defence, and here they were just so slow yeah. and lumbering and I just can't figure out why they vary that much from week to week. I, mean, I didn't see it. I, 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 I didn't see any of it at all because I was, I was watching like, the Seoul game. Um, but yeah, from what I could read on Twitter, from what I could read from your text, they they, they were pretty lackluster, pretty poor. The only thing of, the only thing of note is that Kim Young Day was in goal for his first appearance in probably seven or eight games. Yeah, and uh, I guess she was listening to the podcast because I called it right that he would keep you know rock on and bring back Adriano because he reckoned that 
Jeju would be a, an easier game than try and give you no rock some confidence. Or, or maybe he didn't even analyse it as much as that. Maybe he was just like, oh, I don't know what to do. <laughs> just threw their, they threw their, their uh, football transfer cards up in the air. The Panini stickers. Probably just got some kind of random number generator next to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um Yeah. I mean, he's same as he was for the last few games. He's tr- trying hard, busting a gut, but not being very effective. Adriano was a little bit off-colour. Ad- Adriano, again, was being hassled by the Jeju defenders and being basic, they were being very physical to him. And again, he doesn't really take that well, does he? No. Um, actually, there are quite a few challenges, not just on Adriano, but on, on various sole, sole players that the referee didn't give fouls when he probably should have done. But... I see Takahagi scored again. Yeah. Getting the payback or justify his, his signing in the first place? He seems to be quite good at um, goals from around the edge of the area. So this one was it was banged in, and I want to say that the Cheju defender headed it out and it, it dropped him, and he sort of swung his swung and volleyed it into the net. Well taken from just inside the 18 yeah. yard box. Um, I guess he's solid. It's probably his fourth goal, is it? You think he's got one in one in the FA Cup and I think three in the league. Yeah, I th- yeah, I think he's scored. Yeah, he's scored a couple, hasn't he? Like maybe three, four. So he seems to be able to get into positions where he can bang goals in. Um, two goals in fourteen appearances is not not bad, is it? For a oh, midfielder. For a midfielder, yeah. I, I mean, I think he, he only spent one season. Uh, um, Western Sydney Wanderers and didn't really do a whole lot there. I don't, th- I don't think he's really been like a goal-scoring midfielder like he's he, his whole career, to be honest. But yeah, uh, he seems to be... I mean, he's a bit physical. He, he gets stuck in. Um, he seems to be the, a little bit of the poster child. Or, or the, I think they're viewing him as the future poster child because they take him along to you know, like a, a lot of uh, pre, pre-game conferences where he just kind of sits blankly looking at people yeah so I don't know I guess unlike a lot of the sole players he's not afraid to shoot mm. and sometimes they go in sometimes they go high wide and handsome uh, his passing can be a bit dubious at times yeah. but not, not bad for a for a, a second half of the season signing and see how it works out next year as usual we've uh, rambled on somehow uh, taking up a little bit more time than I thought so but just before we get onto the the previews of this weekend's games uh, there are a couple of things I wanted to talk about first up uh, we, I think we mentioned it I made an allusion to it earlier about you being annoyed with Kim Shinook because you didn't get a free hug yeah, yeah what was all that about Paul? so wh- what I found out today is that the uh, K-League actually has a, a goal ceremony of the month Competition. So whereas back in match of the day on the BBC they have goal of the month, here in the K-League we have goal ceremony or goal celebration of the month. And they put up a couple of videos of different <coughs> players' goal celebrations and the uh, the netizens get to vote which one they like. And the winner for October was Kim Chinook's goal against, well, his goal celebration after scoring away at Incheon, where he, well, he went to the side of the pitch, did his usual praying thing, which he does every time, right? Yeah. He stood up, hugged some fans... Because fans are really close to the pitch at Incheon, aren't they? So he hugs some fans, and then 
started going back to the, the uh, halfway line, and then some other female fans called him to come and hug them, so he went over and hugged them, so it was a free free hug celebration. Were there, were there enough Osan fans there to be hugged? Uh, They're not known for their, their wild travelling support, are they? The first group that he hugged was about six guys, and the second group was about five girls. So. And that was probably the whole of Osan? Quite possibly. The other thing that I wanted to talk about was uh, Chumbuk's crowd. So, with one round to go, it's presumably been decided that no other club are going to catch them in terms of total crowd for the season or average crowds. So, with their crowd, they've they've got 330,000 or so punters yeah. through the gates over 19 games, which makes them the the best attended team in the league. Yeah. Although their average crowd of about seventeen thousand something was the fifth, the fifth lowest in in recent years, after Seoul and Suwon of the previous couple of years. Yeah. Uh, first time that a a regional team has been the top supported side since two thousand and three. Apparently, do you want to take a guess which regional team was top support was the uh, the top supported team in the K League in two thousand and three? John Book. No. Songnam. Nope. I guess Songnam probably doesn't count. Uh, Pohan. Nope. Daegu. Nope. Daejeon. Yep. I would say Daejeon first as well. Would you? Why, 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 I would never have guessed that. Every time I've been away to Daejeon, it's like three men and a dog. So they were the best supported team in 2003? In the whole K-League, yeah. I guess that was just after the World Cup, though, after that new stadium stuff, yeah? Yeah, so... I mean, the game of the weekend, the game against Songnam, I, mean, I guess it was a game that didn't matter, but I guess it was Wilkinson's last game, like Flag Day, blah, blah, blah. Gave away a free car. Yeah, there was, tw- uh, oh, yeah, yeah. was 28,000. Did you not see that? During the half-time. Oh, I, was in, I was in the gym. They, uh, they, uh, yeah, they gave away some kind of SUV at half-time. I, sat with all that. I did see a commotion, but I wasn't really sure what it was. Um, so yeah, I mean, there was like 28,000 there, that's a pretty big crowd. There's a red SUV as well, rather than a snot green one. But I guess who would want a green car? And they uh, debuted their new strip, did you see that? Uh, I did, I thought it was pretty horrific. You agree with Lex on something then? Yeah, I didn't think, I don't get the point of that. Striped down the middle. It's just an excuse to show off their fourth star, isn't it? Yeah, basically, yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I, I wasn't a big fan of the of their of their ship, to be honest. I guess next we should go on to your rant on referees. Right, I'm ready. Take it away. Take it away. <laughs> I think we all know that we could recall for the next two hours with your thoughts on referees, but given that that will still be applicable next week, and the the rant about Seo Sang Min's uh, the rant about Seo Sang Min's goal celebration. Won't be applicable next week. Uh, yeah, we'll do referees next week. Okay, next week. So, previews. For the last round of classic games. Not uh, much to decide. I guess you're looking at who who will finish second, third and fourth, I guess. Two so points, basi- two points separate. It's basically between Poang and Suwon to decide who goes straight into the group stage of the Champions League and who gets to go into the playoff. Yeah. So that's the only thing left to decide. Plus bragging rights. Yeah, because um, Seoul go and go, go straight into the group stage because they won the FA Cup. Yep. So 
I mean, I guess the momentum was back with so with, with Suwon again after after being poor at the weekend. So yeah, all they have to, they know if they win, they're in second. Yeah. If they draw, it's out of their hands, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it could still end up with uh, Suwon being fourth and Seoul being second. Second. No. Uh, it could still finish with Suwon being fourth, or it could finish with Seoul being second. Yep. Or some combination in between. Yeah. So, so I guess we need to go through the games. We'll do. Relegation group first. Right, the relegation group is basically irrelevant. Nothing to decide there. But should we just go through the matches and say what they are? Yeah, sure. So um, I guess we'll start with. So they, all these games are getting played on what day, Paul? Uh, the relegation group's all on Saturday. The promotion, well, the the, the title group's all on Sunday. Okay. Uh, are you going to go to any of the relegation group games? Um. Well, theoretically, if I get into to Pohang for the weekend, I could take in Ulsan versus Pusan, but I won't. Okay. I'll be working, as you said, so I would have went to Incheon versus Jonam if I wasn't working, but there's no way I can get out of that, so it is what it is. Okay, so I guess we now know what two of the games are, because we just mentioned them, but anyway. So we have Guangzhou versus Dejon. Uh, they're all 2pm kickoffs, as Paul said. So Guangzhou will have to... Will host had the joy of hosting confirmed relegated Dejan. The two teams that were promoted last year get to play the last round of this year. Yep. One of them staying up, one of them isn't. Do you think the Guangzhou fans will have some banter ready? Uh, I probably not. <laughs> <laughs> probably some like cheerio, cheerio, we'll meet again type thing. Uh, I mean, it's quite interesting that, I mean, as we discussed many times, Dejan romped that league, Guangzhou finished second, Guangzhou the ones staying up, Dejan the ones going down. Didn't Guangzhou finish fourth and sneak into the playoffs? Yep, something like that, yeah. Well, I mean second as in... As in, yeah. As in the second team to come up, yeah. I, I think last year, if I remember right, they, they went on a run in the last sort of five or six rounds, yeah. basically won everything to sneak into the playoffs and then destroyed all in front of them. They, they, they yeah, they... Pumped Gyeongnam easily. I mean, I watched that game both legs. Yeah. It was simple. Um, so this one, last game between them for at least a year. Unless they've drawn something in the cup, I guess. Uh, and we go for a 2-0 home victory. Um, Guangzhou haven't been doing particularly well in the, the post-split games, so... Uh, maybe Tejan will do, pull something out of the hat for their, front, for their fans. Three or four that probably make the, the effort to go there. Yeah, maybe, but my money's on a Guangzhou home victory. Uh, Incheon versus Jonam. Two teams that none of us really particularly like. Um, I guess Incheon will be without Kevin Orris now after him getting sent off. Yep. Uh, but maybe maybe Wada will, will get his first start after his goal. You've got to imagine Incheon are probably the better of the two teams. Incheon have been they're undefeated in the, the post-split games they look like they played some really nice football uh, against uh, whoever it was Tejon the thing is that everything goes through Oris and that's my only thing is that I think what you might find is that, that, with, that with no Oris that, that nice football will go away yeah. and it'll just be like humping the ball up the pitch type of thing um, but yeah it's the last home game of the season they didn't 
quite achieve their 20-year dream or whatever it is that they want to do, their 2020 dream, where they said they'll, they'll, they'll win the league and be in the ACL by 2020. Uh, you need to get in the top six first, guys. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to put that one down probably as a draw. Two teams with nothing to play for. Um, I really can't see that being a good game at all. <clears throat> as I said, I, I would have gone probably just because I actually like the stadium. It's a cracking place to watch football. Yeah. So I would probably have taken in that game. But with it being... We've been working there that there was no chance. You can imagine Sol's crowds in Incheon Stadium. That'd yeah, it'd be, be amazing. amazing, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. And the final game, which Paul might go to if you go in, if you go to Pohan, I guess you said. Ilsan, Pusan. Ilsan have won three in a row. This one's going to be four. Yeah, I mean, Pusan have been horrendous all season, haven't they? Yeah. Pusan have been really bad. Like, the whole season, they've been really bad. They've been saved by Dejon being atrocious. Yep. In, a, in any other season, they'd probably have gone down. But Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, and, yeah, I think they're going to struggle in the playoffs. I really do. I think they'll struggle against whoever they get. Um, so, yeah, so... I'm with that was going to be a every day of the week in Ilsan victory. Yep. 1 or 2 nil. Okay, on to the two promotion group. So, I assume you'll make the short trip down to Songnam on Sunday? Yeah, I will. It's not that short, actually, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> it's probably easier for me to get from my house to Suwon than it is to get to Songnam. Uh, yes, I'll be there. It's the last game of the season. Uh, I was originally um, arranging a team-building event uh, at the race course, but uh, I, I kind of have to go. It's the last game. Um, I might even try and wangle a discounted t- uh, season ticket. Yeah, so I'll be there, Songnam Jeju, uh, never particularly great games, but Songnam's form right now, they've drawn the last three, unfortunately I, I feel I'm going to watch a nothing each draw, but I'll go last game of the season, sit in the tempo stand, probably meet up with a few of the guys. The way it is at the moment, uh, Jeju have got a goal difference of exactly zero. 54-4, 54 against for the season. So, I think, you, I think you need to beat them and make them into a minus goal difference. Yeah, I hope so, but... Someone have only scored 39 goals this season. Ah, it's really dire. Um, hopefully they can do it, but... Unfortunately... I reckon we're looking at probably nothing each draw. Yep. Uh, other games, Suwon Jongbuk, I guess the game that the K-League hoped was going to be the nail-biting finale. Until Suwon turned out to be crap. <laughs> yeah, until Suwon turned out to be crap. Uh, I mean, they did get a victory against Pohang, as we said at the weekend, but that, that's nothing to play for, for Jongbuk. Um, I think Jongbuk have beaten Suwon comprehensively in all three games so far this season. I think they've been like 2 0, 2 0, 3 0. Um, you really can't see Suwon getting anything other than a draw at best. Personally, I hope they lose to give Seoul some chance of finishing above them in the old kind of Arsenal, Tottenham, St. Tottenham's Day. Yeah. I think last year they finished above us, so. Yeah, they finished second last year. So, yeah, a bit embarrassing. Well, what was interesting was it was actually Suwon 
beaten um, Pohan that got sold the ACL spot. Yep. I still remember Che scampering down the full length of the pitch to slide in and celebrate with Osmar. Yeah. When he scored that goal, the last kick of the ball, yeah. Yeah. I think the interesting thing for me is there was a couple of years ago, Seoul lost three out of four games to Suwon. Uh, finished miles and miles ahead of them and won the league. Then last year they won three out of four and finished b- miles behind Suwon. Mm. This year they've won two, right? One, one two. two, drawn one, lost one in there, yeah. there or thereabouts. So, yeah. so uh, I guess it's probably not the, the result. It's the result against other teams that are destroying Seoul. Uh, last year it was the Sangju and Kyungnam uh, we yeah. did badly. Yeah. But, yeah. And this year it's been Songnam. Yeah. One loss, two draws, and one victory, obviously. But and then the, the final game, Po Hang So, Paul, you'll be there. Uh, 99% certain, yes. If you're not, there's a seat in the temple stand at Tanchon, and a ball beer girl, uh, ball beer, with your name on it. Might be driving down to this one, so if you change your mind, there might be a seat in my car down to Pohang. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing you've driven me is to drink. Just imagine four out, four or five hours in the car with you, me, and the other two. <laughs> oh, Chaz, that would never, that, that couldn't happen. That would be the tensest four hours ever. You could hash out your different, it'd be like a counselling session. <laughs> no way to run. But, I mean, yeah, just to, to figure out, for the listeners, we should go through the, the potential finishing. So, if Suwon win... If someone beat Chombok, they're guaranteed second. Yes. If they draw against with against Chombok, then if Pohang win, Suwon will finish third and go into the playoffs. Yep. If Seoul win, unless there's a massive swing in goal difference, Suwon will stay second and go straight into the group stage. If Suwon were to lose, um, if Seoul, uh, if Suwon were to lose to Chombok, if Pohang beat Seoul, they would go into second and straight into the group stage. Yep. If they draw with Seoul, they would go ahead of Suwon on goal difference and into the group stage. And if Seoul wins, they would go into second, uh, but Seoul would uh, Suwon would stay ahead of Pohang and still stay in the group stage. Yeah. So. So basically, like, um, uh, there's a lot of permutations still left for, for the last day. Uh, and I guess the idea, or like what left to play for, is who has to go through the task of beating the Vietnamese team. Yeah, which it wasn't so much that the like from my experiences this year of Seoul being in the playoffs, it wasn't the getting past the Vietnamese team, which was obviously relatively easy because it was they won seven nil, right? Yeah, seven nil. But it was the fact of being the fourth the fourth ranked Korean team meant they got put in the group with the Chinese champions, yeah, yeah. the yeah. Japanese. Second place. Japanese second place and Australian champions. Yep. So they had a, the so-called group, group of death. Whereas uh, Songnam won the cup. They had a tough group. but Yeah, well, I mean, Songnam won the cup and ended up in a group stage with the Japanese champions and the Chinese runners-up. And uh, Suwon finished second, right? Suwon finished second um, in a group with Urawa Reds, who I think were fourth or may have won the Emperor's Cup. I think, I think they won the Emperor's Cup. Uh, 
Beijing, who I think Chinese runners up. Chinese runners up, maybe yeah. And Brisbane Roar, who were a car wreck. <laughs> they were they must have been the Australian runners up. I think so. Or cup winners. Yeah. No, I think the Australian Cup winners. I think what, what was that CCM who knocked out by. There was another Australian team that got knocked out in the playoffs, yeah. didn't they? Got knocked out by... They got knocked out by Guangzhou RNF, who went into Sunnam's group. You were in Sunnam's group, but they must have done. That's why we didn't have an Australian team. Yes, 100%. Because I was laughing at how Sunnam playing CCM would mean that, that Ken Kenny would be able to go and hurl abuse at yeah. um, CCM. I was supporting Sunnam. But, yeah... Um, there, there definitely is some merit to finish second rather than I think third. so, yeah, yeah. I mean, Suwon, I mean, oh, John Brick had the easiest group, Suwon had the second easiest group, Sonam had the third easiest group, and so had the, la- the hardest, yeah. So I think if history re- repeats itself, you'd be looking at John Brick having the easiest, and then whoever's second having the having second easiest. But, yeah. So, yeah. It's going to be an interesting 90 minutes, and hopefully there'll be some chopping and changing, and things going around you always like it when teams one minute teams a second then it's down to fourth and back up to third yeah, and yeah that sounds good I don't think unfortunately, unfortunately I won't be giving a shit because I'll be excited I'm watching them against <laughs> like Jesuit it doesn't matter what we do unfortunately I think uh, if we could match last season's tension that would be great yeah yeah I mean that was a pretty I, was, I mean that was a pretty epic one of the games to watch I was, I, I was watching it at home because it was really, because I think last season those games were on a Saturday, and the relegation group was on a Sunday. I don't. I can't, I can't remember. I was at the. No, no, maybe not. I, I was at the, the. I was at Songnam Pusan uh, on the Saturday. Yeah. Well, Songnam Gyeongnam. Sorry, tell a lie. Yeah. Uh, and then the next day, uh, I watched it on TV. I watched the relegation, the championship group. We had six Diablos in. Uh we gathered in Shamrock only to find out they couldn't actually show it on TV so we had one iPad showing the Seoul yeah. Jeju game and then one mobile phone showing the, the Suwon Pohang game and when the, when we got the uh, when Suwon scored against Pohang it was like oh it's on it's on it's on and when Osmo scored in the last second six of us were absolutely mental in Shamrock and everyone was like looking at what the hell they're doing yeah I mean they, they, what, up until five minutes left there was no chance when they Pohang were beating Suwon 1-0 and Seoul, Seoul were losing yeah. for the longest time weren't they yeah and it was like two goals, two goals. Fantastic stuff. And, I mean, that coming so close to the, like, or the previous season when uh, Pohang won the league with the last kick of the ball. Yeah. Or as I say, the last bottle of soldier thrown in the pitch. Right. It's been another interesting week of football chat. Yep, do you have something good to see us out?